Uh, Mark Stradham, who's a Times Live senior journalist, joins me on the line. Mark, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Uh, hey, Rob. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, uh, difficult time to be on. Um, thoughts are with everyone around the country. But yeah, thanks for having me. We're not about talking about that yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. But um, I think it is apt, especially when you see and you hear the news of uh, over a thousand uh, 200 people that have passed away since when you know that 32 schools have been torched and vandalized in that space. It is something that as a nation we need to reflect on and, and, and try do better, as well as the authorities to do better to bring all of those people to book. With that mm. said, I was going to ask you, Mm. Down down in Parktown, an, an office space that you've gone to a number of times, Yes, are there still people that occupy that office? Or is, is, is there still human activity that is there? <laughs> you know what, Rob? I actually don't, haven't been there kind of um, since the pandemic. So I, I, I would imagine a lot of people are walking, working at home. Um, so sure. I'm not 100% sure. But working for the establishment that is in Parktown, I think that's literally what I'm trying to establish because I've never come across this level of silence, especially <laughs> in an issue where there should have been yeah. so much noise and guidance to, yes. to, 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 to to the fan. I just think that whatever the PSL has done has been a major disrespect uh, to the footballing public. Yeah, Rob, I'm glad you raised that. I think there's an aspect to this whole Royal AM saga um, that I think you're right. Uh, I think um, the PSL just seem to have lost their way in terms of keeping the public informed. Um, and, and the silence from the PSL on this matter from the beginning is, is, is a little bewildering. I, I, I think, Rob, um, even going back to COVID and um, those, those months of the lockdown and when the league was shut down and keeping the public informed, there just weren't really informative press releases. There were BOG meetings, there were EXCO meetings, and then there didn't seem to be a need to inform the public about what's going on, about a huge issue. And I think the same kind of silence is now here with, with Royal AM. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think the acting CEO should, should be speaking a bit more. Um, it's been hard to get hold of her. And, and I think we know... Um, that since uh, Lux September has moved to CAF, it's hard to get a spokesman. He, he, he couldn't always speak on issues, but he would try to put us in touch. Mm. And this is no reflection on the media department, I don't think, at, at the PSL. But, but I think there is a bit of a void in terms of communication right now. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've come across press conferences, Mark, for far lesser things, you know, yeah. when there's been reprimand and they've called meetings hastily uh, the following day to sit there and maybe wag a finger at the media and so on. But right now, where we've seen things we've never seen before, like a, a team singularly not going to rock up to any of the games that they're supposed to rock up, but also yeah. the team having a strong opinion about the fact that they believe that they've got a strong case. So either way, you need to give people guidance. You need to take a stand as the league and say, this is where we stand. This is yeah. where they stand. And right now, please be patient. There's absolutely nothing. It's almost like, you know, you've, you've, whether you've given up or whatever, I feel, I feel that that's why I said, Mark, and you've never heard me say this before, and I'll repeat it. I just feel that there's been a level of disrespect from the PSL to the public, the public that consumes their product, the product that sustains whatever rights that they have on television that sustains them as clubs. 
and I feel strongly about that because it is disrespectful. The league should have more respect for the public, and that is it. Yeah, Rob, I, I agree with what you're saying. Those are strong words, and I agree. I, I think um, I, I think when you've yeah, um, you've got a team that hasn't shown up for four matches, and there was absolute silence after every one of those games, and. And, and I'll give you an indication was for, for the story I wrote today about what happened in court yesterday. Um, for various reasons, I emailed the, the people at the courts and I never got the link. So hmm. I was calling around and I eventually eventually called someone at Safa, I can't reveal who, who, who gave me the information about what happened there. Um, there's no one at the PSL who can tell me even who the lawyers are, who's representing them. When I ask questions about who the lawyers are, they say, no, we can't give out that information. Um, I've called the legal head, Michael Murphy, who was angry and said he's not a spokesman and hung up on me, which is fine. I understand if Michael Murphy is not, can, can, can't speak on the matter, but then I think he could just inform me of that and put me in touch with the people who, who can. But, but, but we can't but even why get must, But then why must he be also rude? Uh, towards yeah. you as a journalist. I mean, he holds a position. Yeah. What is his official title? But he holds a position there at the PSL. He's spoken before about other issues. And you have every right to call him. So if Michael Murphy is being rude to you, then who the hell does he think he is? Yeah, to some... <laughs> yeah Rob, I, I, I agree. Uh, so, so, yeah, um, there's that as well. And, and at least point us to the right lawyers who can speak because... I've got the, the Royal AM lawyer, and I've spoken to him a few times, and he's answered, and he's been quite quite civil, actually, um, and, and given me some, some background. I couldn't get hold of him for this particular case, but that's okay. Mm. Um, but yes, and, but certainly I think the PSL, the communication lines have become a problem. Um, so, so apart from the whole whatever question marks there are over how the PSL has handled this affair, um, just communication with the public, and I, I think you're right, um, Apart from, you know, this all ties in. Journalists haven't been to the stadiums um, since the beginning of the pandemic. And and the rules are there that we are allowed to. And we have the South African Football Journalists Association that has tried to get hold of the PSL and tried to find out why and even ask questions of the acting CEO of Martin Madlala. And we've had silence in in return. And, and this all ties into the same thing about informing the public and keeping the public informed. So it's not just about the disrespect to journalists. I think it's also about the public and the paying people who go and watch, who watch on TV and go to the game. I agree with you. No, absolutely. And that is why my words, they can play it back to themselves gazillion times. The words that I've said to Mark Stratum right now, and I'm repeating, that the disrespect is to the public, the paying public, mm-hmm. the people that make sure that they have survived in the past when they depended on what they got from the turnstiles. Whatever the public was paying to go and watch, that is what they got and they were able to you know, uh, eke out a living from. Yes, now it's beautiful. They got wonderful TV rights and they get lots of money so they don't have to really worry about the people that go there, whether it's a pandemic or no pandemic, money goes into their accounts, which is wonderful. But there's a bigger issue, you know, accountability, Mark, where you shouldn't even be scrambling. There should be updates openly 
the PSL got themselves yeah. into this mess, and I've yeah. said it a g- gazillion times of the show, that they got themselves into this mess via their DC that is basically dysfunctional, deals with cases months later, deals with everything whenever they feel like doing, until such time as it catches up. And that is why Royal AM had every single right to chase and pursue whatever it is that they're pursuing up until now. It is their fault. And they need to stand accountable. Maybe that is why they're slamming phones on your ear uh, because they don't want to talk. Because they know that legally they themselves are in the dwang about this thing. Now, what was it that you were able to pick up? Because it's a case of there's a contempt of court here, Mark. Just bring us up to speed because you're right. People don't want to talk. So let's talk. Um, Yeah, Robbie. Look, I mean, given the circumstances, what I've managed to... Look, uh, we know there was an uh, uh, application in front of a, a South Kharting High Court um, judge yesterday to hold Martin Madlala in contempt of court. Um, City Press and Sunday World, I think, reported on that, I think, the weekend before, a little while ago, about that application coming. Um, it is to do with the playoffs continuing, as I understand it. I might stand corrected on that. Um, and... Basically, sure. I mean, the timeline of this thing we know goes back. It's quite involved now. Mm. But um, there was an interdict by a judge against the playoffs continuing. Um, then um, Royal AM's High Court appeal was dismissed. Um, most of the legal experts I've spoken to and the PSL interpretation was then the interdict fell away, even though Royal AM was still applying to go to the Supreme Court of Appeal. Royal AM's interpretation was that that interdict still applied. So this is where, I, as I understand it, the contempt of court um, taking Martin Madlala to, to an application that Martin Madlala be held in contempt of court goes. My understanding is that actually the PSL would actually be in, in contempt of court if they hadn't applied the high court um, holding up the arbitration and made Sekakune champions. So my understanding is that Royal AM's legal interpretation of this is quite strange. Um, nonetheless, I think these are the kind of things we would like to be hearing from the PSL as well, or the legal representatives, if, if possible. Um, so what happened in yesterday's application was just that judgment was reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken to someone who was in the court proceedings who said that, um, that the, the legal representatives of Royal AM seem to be pushing actually for jail time for Michael Masala, which... It's I was going to ask you thing. about that because I, I, I heard something about a move for jail time for the yeah. acting CEO. Give me, give me the detail about that. How, how did we get there? That is a stunning revelation. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I just look. Apparently, they initially were, were pushing for community service, communicable uh, measures to be taken. Um, but actually, in the proceeding yesterday, we're, we're pushing for jail time. It, it's a stunning development, Rob, I, I, for, for any club to be in court asking for jail time of the acting CEO, I think is, is quite stunning. Sure. Uh, what, what, what kind of makes it even more strange is that Nanday Becker, the PSL prosecutor, has charged Royal AM, and that hearing is on Saturday. So there's um, there's all these many proceedings that are going on at the moment that are all interlinked. Um, he's charged them for the four matches they didn't show up at, and 
he the, the the sanction in the NSL handbook is a three 0 win to the opposition, but they they can also fine according to the NSL handbook, and I'm sure he's going to push for a hefty fine because it's four matches in succession that were just flouted. There was no bus that broke down. Um, but also, as I understand it, Monday Becker also will the the DC can't expel a club, but they can recommend to the board of governors that that happen, and then the board of governors sits on that. If it came to that as drastic an action, I just wonder, given the actions of Royal AM <laughs> going to court, asking for the CEO to be held in contempt of court and even jail time, if that would work against them, I, the, the, the most drastic resolution I can see out of that would be an expulsion for Royal AM. So things have escalated, I think. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, but I'm well, not saying that's what's going to happen. But I, I just, when you join, start joining a few dots, um, when I look at Royal AM's conduct of not showing up to matches purposefully because they supposedly interpreted something illegal in a legal manner, and then also holding a contempt of court case against the acting PSL CEO, um, if this came before the BOG for that kind of ruling, I wonder if that would stand them in, in bad stead. If you had to explain to somebody who's just walked in now and tuned in and heard you talk about the fact that there is a contempt of court uh, that has been thrown in the direction of the acting CEO of the Premier Soccer League and that there has been a move for jail time for her, is to ask what contempt and what wrong has she done to deserve what they deem to think is the right call for her to spend time behind bars? Yes, yeah, no, look... Um as a, as a layman again, Rob, and I'm not a lawyer, and I know there's multiple interpretations of, sure. of rulings and and judgments and the papers. Um, there are interpretations that might point to the interdict of Judge and Yati that hold up the playoffs. There, there may be interpretations that find that that the playoffs should have been um, actually um, remained interdicted. Yeah, it, it, you know, as a layman, it's very hard for me to kind of decipher mm. um, legalese, which I think even lawyers sometimes will admit that it's open to interpretation of, by various judges. Um, so there is uh, that is basically what what it is based on. Um, mm. But as I understand it, again, I'm, I'm it's it's a it's a tricky one and a, a very complex case. With, for me to understand as a layman, as a journalist. Um, that is what it's based on. But but again, the, the, a few of the legal experts that have spoken publicly and that I've spoken to have, have indicated that actually the PSL would have been in contempt of court not applying the High Court ruling and the High, high Court dismissing the appeal, which was for them to apply three points given to Sega Kune, which made Sega Kune champions, which then put the Royal AM in the playoffs. So it is a strange interpretation by Royal as I understand it. Yeah. I'll, I'll read a tweet in a second from uh, Dissat, so somebody that you would know very, very well from the stable. Mm. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's listening and has got an opinion that, um, you know, will throw in your direction as well as to the public that are listening to the show. Because I think we're getting closer to what should be the start of a season. I, I don't know, maybe your email works better and you've got a, a fixture for the new season. Uh, I don't know if you have. Uh, if I you haven't do, had a fixture, no. no. Yeah. And, but, but, but you got the email 
that was obviously an email that was then shared with the public from the league itself that did declare Sekukune United as being the champions. Yes. You, that that mm. email did come through. Yes. I'm not yeah. dreaming. Yeah. Uh, okay. As so, I recall, I think I did. Uh, I'm a little foggy yeah. on that, but I think so. No, no, yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. It, it did come through. Now, yeah. for, for me, when you do that and you declare people winners and champions, mm. you don't just do it verbally. Their, their reward for having played 30 games in that season is a trophy, medals, and a check. Mm. I've never heard, I've never seen a, a ceremony, or maybe because of social distancing, and th- that might even be used as an excuse if they try <laughs> and have a press conference at some point and then try. Those people are very reactive. So they'll be reactive mm. to the conversation that we're having, and they'll try and throw whatever they want to throw in out, which is fine. We, we've been through that many a time. But mm. all I'm saying is that if they have to use COVID and hey, hey, we, didn't, we couldn't do this and that because of COVID, okay, maybe have a social distancing rare award ceremony where you go and drop off the trophy and the medals at the gate of Sikukune. None of that was even attempted. Yeah. You know, so it, that, it, which, which makes it very difficult and strange yeah. for me, Mark, to understand that how do you declare team champions? Yes, there's legal procedures, but mm. you declared them. Nobody else did. You did. You, the people that run the league, you declare them as champions. So why don't they have their medals? Why don't they have their trophy and their check and let them carry on with life while you deal with your problems, because I can imagine that Chipper United have gone ahead. They believe that they are in the in the Premiership. Hence, they went and hired Gavin Hunt. I don't think Gavin would have gone and and, and become a coach of a Glad Africa Championship uh, team. Yeah, Robert, it, it adds to the the kind of confusion and the muddling of the waters around the whole issue. And I I think uh, the PSL approach from the beginning, calling an exco meeting. Uh, after the arbitration ruling, which seemed um, unusual that an expo meeting would be called after an arbitration ruling, and the next day there was an expo meeting, and putting out a press release that they disagreed with the arbitration and seemingly taking a side towards Royal AM um, was, was all highly unusual. And then, as you say, the not giving of the trophy at almost to Sega Kune and the medals seems to indicate, I don't know, almost a reluctance to to do that. Um, That's crazy. Sorry, Mark. I'm I'm just going to break in. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just that Charles reminded me that I need to take a quick ad break. Could I come back and and continue (laughs) our conversation? Uh, Chatting to Times Live senior journalist Mark Stradham after this. Good evening, Rob. Uh, It's me in Grahamstown. I wanted to check with the coach. uh, In terms of the players who are playing at MDC, uh, in the MDC league, does he have a sort of a data of those players? Thinking now, I was thinking of players like Obo, Adebe, Radio Pane, uh, Haula. Yeah, there are so many. And the boy from uh, Cape Town City. Uh, I what has been. Uh, Robert Marawa, thank you. Um, you are speaking to uh, Buti from Hamburg Spirit in Pumalanga. Uh, condolences to the family of the late singers. And the other thing, Robert, is this uh, 
the thing of Royal AM and Sikukuni. Robert, uh, I think our league is going to increase the numbers of the team with that issue because it won't end. Let me tell you uh, that, uh, Robert, it's going to happen because if the, 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 the PSL didn't uh, fix the problems earlier, so now it caused the chaos. So if they fix the problem early and the team that should have got points early and then they give they gave points to those teams. Now that thing uh, they did at the last time when the league is finished. So you see, uh, they are themselves to blame. So now the numbers of the team must be increased to uh, 18. Because you can't just say, no, those ones, they are wrong if they are complaining. So why didn't they solve their uh, problems earlier? So now they want to blame everyone that they didn't go to the playoffs. They didn't. Our PSL, it's messed up, Robert. Uh, thank you. Hi, Marawa. Ooh, Patrick Laipiri. I what has been done by AM Street in 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 the law of soccer, which I know. Street expulsion. There's no other judgment that is needed for the PSL. Street expulsion. But illegal. Thanks. Bye. All right, I will take more of your voice notes, so keep sending them. Uh, your opinion is very, very important. Um, somebody's saying that uh, the judgment has been set aside, others are running for cover. Mark Stradham, other journals are trying to get word. Nobody wants to uh, speak, nobody wants to be accountable. You know, jeez, bless the days, Mark Stradham, when we still had people like uh, Andrew Debila who were always available, even if he was spin doctoring us at some point. Um, whether we would have arguments and fights with the great Debila, it didn't matter. But there was a voice that was coming through, and obviously, his voice was always to ensure that the league preserves its integrity and we understood that and that is why we'd have public engagement it was never anything personal until today we have a very good and solid relationship uh, with mr debila but right now silence nothing boom that is unbecoming of a professional league that is all i'm saying and especially in an unprecedented time when we've had to go through what we've gone through in terms of the fans what they've witnessed legally what we've seen and um I'm of the opinion, and I could be wrong from your advisors um, and the inside track that you do have, Mark, uh, was that Royal AM was still yesterday being represented by Advocate Dalimbov. Um Yes, I, I, I think Eric Mabuza is one, and yeah, I, I, these things, they, I, you know, there's a lead uh, advocate and there's, there's other advocates yeah, I, I actually think he is, but I have to admit, Rob, I'm not yeah. 100% sure. Yeah, they've been they've been working as a, as a collective and yeah. as a team. You, you're I absolutely so. right with the yeah. the with yeah. Mabuza attorneys, which does yes. include Eric. Yes. Yes, no, I believe so. I, I, what, yeah, no, I do. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think what you're saying, Rob, about uh, the silence as well, and uh, Andrew Depeller, and uh, w- when 
these issues came up and you had Trevor Phillips there, you had um, Ketel Siem there, you had Brand de Villiers there, you had um, jo- Solo Majavu for a brief period there, even Stan Matthews. They certainly were always available to speak and to give strong direction on where the league stood. And I think that is really important in terms of the messaging. And I think just before you went to the ad break, that was kind of the point I was making, was that Correct. the kind of confusing messaging that we've had out of the PSL doesn't help the situation, especially when, as someone said on one of the callers, that this this is this might drag on, and we know that going to the Supreme Court of Appeal could take two months uh, to get a hearing. Um if, if it's successful, if the application to go to the... It, they're still applying to go to the Supreme Court of Appeal. So in the situation that is as dire as that and where such crazy things are happening in the court, I think there does need to be better messaging from the PSL. Absolutely, yeah. And since Andrew left that office, there is no social media, which makes it even more easier. You can send out a statement yes. and hide behind a signature. You know, but of course, we always ask for accountability. I mean, what are people scared of? Why are you in the positions that you're in if you cannot address the issues up front? Why do you, I mean, why do you even bother? You know, the public wants to be able to go buy their new season jerseys for their respective teams, knowing that the team number one is in the, is in the league. And a lot of people keep punting, and you heard the voice notes. Uh, somebody was talking quite passionately. Um, about 18 teams. There should be 18 teams. I mean, that's one of the things I mentioned years ago. And mm. people in the league took it personally and wanted me fired from the SABC for, for my opinion. And I said, 18 teams is what we should be going for. Relegate three, promote three, and let's live happily ever after. So now, I don't <laughs> even know, Mark, that h- how can 18 even work? You, you're going to make it 18 because you're trying to cover for mistakes that you've made along the way. How would 18 even be justified? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to 18 teams, it should be for the right reason, that it's, that it's for football reasons, not not for court reasons, not for uh, getting into a situation in a court situation, and then you have to go to 18 teams. Uh, it, it should be because you think there's a reason to expand, it, it can improve the league, um, and you can expand into different territories and, and move the game around the country more. I don't think it should be backpedaling and and going to 18 teams because now we're in a situation where Royal AM have you kind of mm-hmm. um, in, in stuck in, in court situations. Um, you can use yeah. the term because they, they, they kick yeah. it around because Royal AM have got you by the... Yes. <laughs> by the, the things that people kick around. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was saying, yeah. So, so yeah, Rob, I, 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 I've always wondered about an 18-team league as well, whether it's dilutes the standard whether but but it the league seemed to be better when there were um eighteen teams. Um but it should be the for the right reasons, absolutely. Yeah. Um not not court reasons. I think yeah. eighteen is brilliant. Eighteen to twenty teams is brilliant. Because I've always said that you got you got stadia across the country within the nine provinces that turn into white elephants that don't get used yeah. uh, because there is no professional team that is over there. So if you had a spread and even if you were downright and you said, Okay, we need a spread at least on all the provinces, there must be a professional team, then you start as a departure point there. So you're being constructive number one, you're utilizing all the stadia that that have been built especially these World Cup and Confed Cup stadiums mm-hmm. that were built, you're utilizing those. So there's a clear directive. But if you had to move to 18 teams now, 
because you're trying to patch up, because you've messed mm. up, then you can't just go 18 teams and have nobody fired. So if you go 18 teams for the wrong reasons, then somebody must be fired from the opposition. Yeah. Um, yes, it's, um, I, I hear what you're saying. And um, another thing is if you had 18 teams and you did it properly and, and all of those 18 teams actually had it, had a, there was a club licensing, which there is to some extent, but it was actually properly implemented that the, all those 18 teams had to have proper development, you would go, you would actually start to see a, a league that was better and, and a better product. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It's got to be done the right way with thought and, and not something that's in a regression towards a court situation that is mm. that is left you having to do it. Uh, yeah. Tisato Malepa says that could the reason why the league CEO hasn't spoken about the Royal Saga uh, be that as a club owner she is conflicted to be directly involved in the matter. Uh, same goes for the chairman. It's uh, If that's the case, uh, then who should be speaking to the football nation uh, from the league? Uh, so that's a tweet there that we got from journalist uh, from Arena Holding Sport. That is Tisato Malepa. Um, before I take um, a few more of the voice notes. You mentioned that PSL prosecutor Nandi Beck has charged Royal AM for the four mm. playoff games that they did not honor, and they're going to be heard on Saturday. Mm. Now, yes. charging them now, I don't know when the last um, playoff game was, but is there a reason why it's, it's, it's kind of taken so long, or were they still trying to find the charge or trying to find the reason why they didn't pitch up? Or maybe trying to, I don't know, interview the bus driver. I don't. I'm I'm trying to figure out again why the delay. Sure, Rob. Yeah. Again, look, you're definitely not asking the right person. I think Nanda is the one to to mm. answer that no, question. No, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I did speak to him, and he said because of all the other court judgments, and he had a lot of research to do on whether they had any legal standing um, that he could discern for not showing up for the matches. And he also had to wait for those four matches to end because he wanted to charge them on all four um, rather than just charge them individually on each one. But he, he did say, indicate that there was research to do going through all those court judgments and seeing if there was any legal standing that he could discern because you do want to go into a case knowing you're going to win it. Um, but yeah, that was, as that's, that's, or that's the only light I can shed on that in terms of what Nande com- communicated to me. Um, but he would certainly be the one to answer that. Yeah. But tell me, though, no, no, no absolutely. Uh, I wouldn't want to yeah. put you uh, in a PSL DC prosecutor's shoes, um, Mark. The, mm. I think sometimes just articulating a thought pattern might come across as a question. But mm. the, the, the one issue that I, w- I would love your, your quick indulgence on, what is what is your understanding around Chipper United as well and their current standing? Because if they haven't pronounced on Royal AM, mm-hmm. then is it not premature to pronounce on Chipper? Or is it a standard that, oh, okay, seeing that they, or the assumption that they've benefited from the no-show means that they then assail into a position where they are seen as the team that finished number 15 that maintains their 15 spot and don't get ousted by one of the potential teams that were coming from the Glad Africa Championship. 
how how do we work <laughs> our way around this? I know it's so confusing as it is, but yeah. I, I just think that we we we're forgetting that it's not just about what's happening at the top of the table, mm. but what's happening at the top is a direct correlation with what's happening at the bottom. Yeah, no, totally, Rob. I mean, <laughs> okay, so my understanding again is that. It, it has to go through the DC process for those three points to be, the three nil win to be awarded to the opposition. Um, so that DC happens on Saturday. It doesn't happen automatically by my understanding. So yes, Chipper, until that DC comes, comes to that finding, which should be a formality because this is a team that again didn't have a bus breakdown, didn't have a flight cancelled, um, that purposely didn't show up. The NSL handbook rules are clear that the 3-0 um, award will be given to the opposition team. So it is kind of that, as far as I see, is a bit of a formality. But but um, in terms of, of those playoffs matches results going the way that would leave Chipper surviving um, the playoffs. Um, but another point that I think you're alluding to is, yes, what if in court, in the Supreme Court of Appeal, the, the arbitration award is overturned? And the high court that upheld it and the three points are taken from Sigakune and then Sigakune go to the playoffs and then Chipper have already survived and then do they go to court? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an absolute hornet's nest. Um, yeah. Again, the, the, I mean, the Supreme Court of Appeal, I just have to say though that when, when the, when the, it's gone through an arbitration that's upheld it and it's gone through a high court and then the high court has upheld it, and then a judge has also dismissed the appeal. There seems enough legal ground there um, to suggest that you don't really have a case. And and I just think Royal AM going to the Supreme Court of Appeal, it, it the, the, there has to be a legal, a, a real genuine case and a legal standing for it. And if you look at where this all comes from, it comes from Polikwani City yep. in a match in February not fielding the, the required under-23 players. And on the day, Sika Kune protested. And generally the precedent is if a team protests on the day, they should also be awarded three points as much as Polokwani get deducted the three. So the legal case seems to be there that the right decision was made. So for Royal AM to now keep pursuing this, you've got to look at their... Um, you, you've got to look a little bit at their role in this as well. It's, it's holding the league hostage to some extent, as, as far as I can see. Um, and and I don't know Royal AM very well, and I don't know their owners very well, but that, that as, as a legal layman, again, does seem a part of it. And I do wonder why it's almost throwing kind of crazy money at a, at a problem because you have that money. Sorry to say, it seems yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what? I just think that they're they, they following a certain precedent, Mm. that was set by the people that are supposed to be their bosses. Yeah. No, there's so, that too. Yeah. yeah. So that is all I'm saying, Mark. That's where I leave it. Mm. Uh, it is top of the hour. But mull over that. As crazy <laughs> as people think Royal AMR, maybe they're not that crazy. Maybe they're just following the precedent that was mm. set by the people that are supposed to be their bosses. That is where I'll leave it. Mark Stradham, as always, thank you so much for your super coverage of this uh, story. And I'm sure you'll be following what happens again on Saturday when the PSL prosecutor, Nandi Becker, uh, charges Royal AM for the four playoff games uh, that they did not honor.
Thank you so much. Stay strong. And thank you once again for sharing your knowledge with us here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. Always a pleasure. I always enjoy the questions, Rob. It's, uh, it's always <laughs> challenging as well. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. It's a, the, the <laughs> no thing problem. is, it's it's it's, it's <laughs> the beauty of the exchange. And and can you imagine yeah. if these if we had conversations and there were, you know, prescripted questions? Yeah, I mean that is yeah. why we we can't deal with such things. We'd be like, sorry, Mark. So do you think <laughs> that on on the fifteenth, you know, the PSL ought to? No, come on. No, it's we've got to dissect the thing. Yeah, no, thanks. Do I do enjoy it. So it's it's good. Thank you so much, man. That's Mark Stratham, Times Live Senior Journalist. More news and another dramatic day in South Africa. Here is Evelyn Tongwani.